0: what is up everybody and everybody what's up this is bill flanagan your host for the podcast entitled i'm not mad i'm just irritated we are on episode 13 today is september 24th 2020 and i have been living out the lake trying to live my best go around here in the era of coronavirus covid19 and been doing some kayaking some disc golf walking in the trees and it's uh it's kind of nice hope you guys are well so today i have a distinct purpose in recording this podcast and a confessional of sorts i've done two really shitty things in my life to other human beings i mean they're not awful i mean it's not like i punched somebody in the face or killed anybody but not cool they would be considered very uncool things. Not life-threatening, but just two that I can think of. We're going to talk about one today at the end. Um, It's quite a story, but I'm going to give you a little trigger warning. (laughs) I don't know why those fucking trigger warnings. Like, yeah. It's disgusting. The story I'm going to tell you is gross. Disgusting. Um, It's just gross and foul. And don't, Don't listen to this if you're anywhere close to food or eating. I'm just giving you a heads up. So a couple things before we get to that. My notes today are some things to discuss about. The first thing I want to talk about is Grand Funk Railroad. Where is Grand Funk Railroad on the radio? Man, the 70s, Grand Funk Railroad was the shizzle. Some kind of wonderful... Dude, that is probably one of the top 10 men writing a song about or to women of all time. I don't need a whole lot of money. I don't need a big fine car. I got everything that a man could want. I got more than I could ask for. I don't have to run around. I don't have to stay out all night because I got me a a sweet little woman. And she knows just how to treat me right. My baby, she's all right. My baby, she's clean out of sight. Don't you know that she's, she's some kind of wonderful? So I'm just saying, guys, if you ever go up to a chick, your lady, your girlfriend, your wife, and say, baby, you are some kind of wonderful, they probably don't know the song, and they're going to look at you like you hung the freaking moon. And that's straight from Grand Funk Railroad. Where's Grand Funk? Do yourself a favor. Go get Grand Funk Railroad's greatest hits and listen to them. I don't even to talk about the other songs. I'll just talk about that one. That's probably their most famous. But it's fantastic. And I just think the world would be a little bit better if we all listened to a little bit more Grand Funk Railroad. On to the next topic. Okay, so I told you I've been playing disc golf. And I told you about these dudes that play and they're like uber- into it they're nice enough dudes I'm not disparaging they're they're fine human beings but they're just like really into it so here's the thing about this little golf disc golf course that I play on every hole's a par 3 and there's trees everywhere sometimes you have a clear shot sometimes you just don't but my point is none of them are real long there's one par 4 all the rest are par 3's so if you can throw it pretty good you'll get a decent shot at the pin with your second shot and then you can throw it in. You have a pretty good chance to par every hole. Now I don't par every hole. I par up holes sporadically, but these guys, they, they get birdies pars. I mean, a bogey for them is like awful. Well, there's one hole and they're, and they're serious, man. They have an app that keeps score. They ask you what your score is. You plug it in. And then a voice from the app tells you the order that you tee off of the next hole. It's, it's insane. But whatever, I get it. But I'm not going to play with these guys <laughs> anymore. I'm not good enough. Although I can play some holes occasionally, if I'm lucky, as good as anybody. Because like I said, they're all par threes. So it's just one hole. It's par. It's a par three. It's a number seven. And there's a little rubber mat that you stand and you throw your disc. And all you can see between you and the little metal basket is just... There's a hundred trees in the way. It's the stupidest damn thing ever. It's like, why is there, there's no way you could get it close on your first throw. You're going to hit trees. There's no way you can't hit a tree. So when we played, it's my turn to throw, to tee off or whatever. And I just like, yeah, I'm not playing this hole. I go, what are you talking about? It's like, this hole's, fucking stupid. I'm not playing this hole. You would have thought I would have just dropped trowel and gone to the bathroom right there next to their tea box. They looked at me like I was a Martian. Oh, what do you mean you're not going to play this hole? It's like, yeah, I protest this hole. This hole's stupid. There's a hundred trees. You can't fucking play it. I'm not playing it. And they just didn't even know what to do with themselves. They said, oh, okay. And I just walked along, picked it up the next hole had to throw last on that one because I guess if you refuse to play out of protest, your score on that hole is infinity. <laughs> I got so much pleasure of just saying, yeah, I'm not playing this hole. This hole's dumb. And they, those Mr. Seriouses were like, ooh, what's happening here? Guys, I read a book not too long ago. It was Al Michaels, you know, the sports broadcaster. It was his autobiography. And it was pretty interesting. You know, he's a guy that called The Miracle on Ice, Monday Night Football, tons of stuff. But he said he was raised by kind of a hippie mom, didn't have a whole lot of guidance. It turned out pretty well, but he, he, he makes a claim in his book that in his entire life, and this guy is in his 70s now, that is in his entire life, he has never eaten a vegetable, ever. When he was a kid, his mother ne- never made him eat his vegetables. He never, I mean, that can't be true. You had to have eaten a vegetable to know you don't like a vegetable. And even if you didn't know you were eating a vegetable, sometimes they sneak vegetables in like in a meatloaf. There could be a chive in there. It could be a little piece of celery or something. You you can't go on the record in a book and say, I have never eaten a vegetable. That has got to be fake news. Now, you might say, I have never chosen to eat a a vegetable that I can remember. But there's something about him saying that he has never eaten a vegetable his entire life that frankly irritated me. It's like, well, that's, that's a lie. There's no way you could say that. Even if you're a baby and you had baby food, there's probably mushed up peas. That's a vegetable. Al Michaels, I'm calling you out that it's simply impossible that you've lived 70 what years and have never had a vegetable in your mouth. He didn't say anything about fruits. I'm assuming fruits are on the table. And I don't think a potato or a carrot is a vegetable. That's a tuber. That's a root. Does that count? I know that guy's eating mashed potatoes. So if, if, if a tuber counts as a vegetable, I'm doubling up on He's a liar. Okay, guys, uh, on to the next little thing here before we get to my cleansing of my soul, my uh, confession. Trigger warning, it's disgusting. So there's a new NFL stadium in LA for the Rams called Sophie Stadium, it costs $5 billion. It's like the most expensive stadiums out there, like a little over a billion. This one was five billion, whatever. But here it's massive, it actually looks pretty cool. But you know, as I'm looking at this on TV, this beautiful stadium and showing it inside and out, I'm thinking, how do you clean that? You would have to have several hundred people cleaning every day every you know in in shifts in different parts of a five billion dollar stadium it would take you you know because it's there's air that could get in there there's gonna be dust we're gonna dust how you gonna dust that how you gonna dust a stadium there's no way you can keep that clean i can't even keep my house clean there's hairs and stuff flying off You can't keep a stadium, a $5 billion stadium clean. I just want to know how they do I want to know how many people at Sophie Stadium just walk around all day cleaning shit up, scrubbing, scrubbing tile, Tilexing things. It would take you weeks just to clean the commodes if that was your only job. You could have a full-time job, eight to five. What do you do? I clean commodes at Sophie Stadium eight hours a day. Imagine how much of that Mr. Bubble you could use. Scrubbing bubbles. Mr. Bubbles bubble bath. That's a big difference. Oh, guys. Oh, my God. I wish I had DVR on my living room TV. I do not. If I was still living at my old house, I would have paused this, rewinded the tape or whatever, taken out my cell phone, and recorded this, but I couldn't do it. Cause I don't have that capability on this TV. It's all internet based. So I'm watching oh, it's early in the morning, it's like 6 30, before 7 o'clock when Good Morning America and Today and all those shows come on. I'm watching the local news. And it's the little local weather girl, a little blonde girl. She's young. She's gotta be mid-twenties. And she's talking to the the weather girl who's also young they're both very attractive and they're both very good at what they do and they're talking about the planet okay you got to remember I I may only think this is funny because I taught science for many years and I had to teach the planets for some of those years and there's nothing worse than getting up in the front of the class and start talking about Uranus because they're all going to laugh about it but whatever for a while there we shifted it to Uranus which I'm in favor keep it Uranus we don't need to be throwing Uranuses out there anymore it's dumb everyone's snickering But anyway so uranus was in the news because there was something about you could actually see it with the naked eye it's not often you could do it it's it's a very distant planet you know you could see venus mars jupiter saturn pretty easily anything after that's very difficult especially on where it is in the orbit but uranus uranus was somehow in the right place at the right time and they're talking about how you could see it um well the blonde-headed girl after the weather girl talked about this little pan- planetary alignment she says loud and proud thanks muriel i will definitely be checking out Uranus. and then she realized what she said and just dropped her head they panned away to the other girl no it wasn't muriel the weather girl was erica lopez and she made a comment oh yeah that's the running joke and they went on and i was like did i just see that oh praise jesus that that was on tv and i was right there to see it and then i went to rewind it and i couldn't and then i went to social media because i thought somebody is talking about this somebody videoed this somebody put it on twitter and tagged them i scoured the internet for the rest of the day nothing i have never been so disappointed in my life It was brilliant. All right, guys. Need to take a a sip here of my drink before I move on to the big finish. Mm. All right. I'm I'm pretty proud of myself for the most part. I've lived a good life. School teacher. Helped a lot of kids. Try to be honest, fair. But there's a couple things that haunt me, and I'm going to talk about one of them today. I'm going to get it off my chest. I'm going to cleanse my soul. I've actually told this story to a select few number of people. And the reactions range from utter horror and disgust, and the look I get is, like my wife, She just like, that is just awful. To a couple buddies that are rolling on the ground, because they're laughing so hard. But, but here's the thing. I'm a dude. Inside of me is a 12 to 14-year-old child that will never grow up. This, however, did not happen when I was 12 to 14. This happened when I was about 22. I was a grown-ass man. So here it is. I'm in Austin, Texas with my buddy Bill Hyatt. I always just called him Hyatt because my name was Bill too, and it was weird. So he was Hyatt. I was Flanagan. And I think we went to a movie in Capitol Plaza. There used to be a movie theater kind of behind in the back of Capitol Plaza. And we were walking out to our cars down the big sidewalk in front of all the stores that had, you know, displays, window displays with their mannequins and their clothes. And we're walking in front of, a, don't know, a Penny's maybe. Hell, maybe it was a Mervin's, I don't even know. But there were a bunch of mannequins faceless kind of mannequins. Well, I guess they had facial features, but you know, they're, they had their various clothes on. And they're all looking like, having these pondering expressions, like they're looking off of the space. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in the center of the sidewalk, right by this store, and this store's late at night, there's nobody around. It's, everything's closed, we went to a late movie is a huge steaming pile of dog shit. We almost step in it. You don't expect a dog sh- pile of dog shit to be there in the middle of a sidewalk in front of, you know, on a strip mall, basically. I don't know how it got there. Well, I know how it got there. Some dog deposit. Some human was walking their dog, saw the pile, and just chose, I'm moving along, which nowadays I would, I would be appalled. I would never do such a thing. We almost step in. Then, of course, we start laughing. like, oh, wouldn't that be been funny if you step in it? And then we realize, because we're 12 years old, we can't just leave this dog shit here. We can't just walk away from this huge St. Bernard-sized pile of dog shit. We've got to find something to do with it. So we do. We get some cardboard. I don't even know where we find it. It may be in the trunk of my car. By the way, I'm driving my mother's 1985 Caprice Classic. It has crushed velour blue interior and a very spacious trunk, which we'll come into play later. So we scoop up some of this dog shit onto this pile of cardboard. And then we get the idea. We're looking at at the, the plate glass, behind the plate glass, all these mannequins. And we kind of decide, okay, here's this mannequin's head is tilted here and then we kind of like take the direction of the head and extend it to the glass. And then we take a little bit of the poop and we smush it right on the glass so it appears that the mannequin is looking at the smudge of poop. And then we go and do that to all the mannequins. All the little dollops of poop on the outside of the plate glass and we stand back and there's probably six mannequins all spaced apart and they're all they're all looking like they are in horrified looking at smudges of poop on the glass of course we're losing our shit we are laughing i don't know if this is translating but if you were there It was one of the funniest things. We were like slapping each other and hitting each other and like almost not even be able to stand. We were laughing so hard. And it was just disgusting, but we weren't done. That was really act one. So we had so much fun with that small pile of dog shit that we decided, well, we're not done. So we scooped what was left. It was a massive pile, I said that. Put it in the trunk of my mother's Caprice Classic just like in the center, closed the trunk, and started driving. And we're thinking, what are we, what can we do with this pile of dog poo? And then we also realize we're getting hungry. So we're over off Guadalupe Street on the side street where Conan, Conan's Pizza is, and it's just closed down about a year ago. And we decide, we pull in, we're going we're gonna to get a pizza, it's open late. And as we sit there, across kind of across and catty corner from Conan's, is a is utotem that we, of course, levelingly referred to them as scrotums and we would die laughing because we were twelve. Well, unlike today, back in the day, every single 7-Eleven type convenience store on the far left or right of that front of that building were two or three payphones it's hard to believe payphones even existed can you imagine even picking up a payphone and using it in the era of covid you wouldn't do it we have our own phones but we decided hey let's go over there take the receiver end smush it into the dog poop just like really smush it hang it back up and then we're gonna go order a pizza and wait so that's what we did he was blocking the view. I had the cardboard. I smushed the mouth receiver end until there was a, a good half-inch coat of dog shit on it. Very gently hung it up. You could. There was no trail. There was no smearing. You couldn't see it was there. And then we threw the rest away, went over, ordered a pizza. And then we sat in the front window at a, at a table and waited and waited. And we were just giddy. Somebody would walk in and go, hoo, 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 hoo. oh, they didn't, they didn't make a phone call. Oh, here comes somebody. Oh, 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 they did not make a phone call. But finally, as we knew what happened, somebody walked over to make a phone call. I don't know who that somebody is. I don't know if they're still alive. But whoever it is, I wronged and I apologize. Because this is what happened. Whoever this person was, was carrying a cup of a drink of some kind. He walked over to the phone. He set it on top of the payphone. And then in one quick motion, he reaches into his pocket for some change, I assume, grabs the receiver, takes it to his head, and crooks it in his shoulder and whatever was on that phone was now all over that man. And it took him about a second to realize what was happening. Now, we couldn't hear it, but we're, by the way, we're losing our minds. People inside the Conans, and there weren't that many, were, I'm certain were worried about us. He takes stumbles back about two steps. The, the phone falls from his face. And he starts pawing and clawing with both hands at his mouth and at his face. Just pawing at it, just frantically, trying to remove the dog shit as he smears it all over his face, and chest, neck, and breast area. If that's not funny enough, and it's not, but it was to me at the time, he stumbles over about three feet to the end of that little sidewalk up next to the U-totem and he hurls and he projectile vomits and retches, And we look and he's like, oh, oh. And we realize at that moment things had really gotten bad, but yet yeah, we, we were laughing. We were still laughing, crazy laughing. The dude goes inside, he gets some napkins, he tries to clean up and he just stumbles away. Meanwhile, we are still fully entertained and recounting what we saw back and forth for the next probably hour as we eat our pizza. Oh, feels so good to get it off my chest. There's I, I actually one little part of this. That convenience store is still there. It's called something else. The phones have long since been removed, but this occurred probably about 1984 or five. Maybe 86. And I want to tell you something. For a good 10 years, well into the mid 90s, maybe even the late 90s, if I was ever near that U Totem, I would go in, I'd go to that payphone, and I would look at the receiver end of that unit and deepen the little tiny holes that are in the receiver part of that payphone. Were clogged dry crusted dog shit it never they never cleaned it they never replaced it they it just stayed there and then it got hard and concrete like and it was there for over a decade that's crazy <sighs> wow i feel better i told you it was disgusting The other thing that that I did that I'm really disgusted with myself, I'm not ready to share that. Maybe one of these days. This was the big one. The other one was a little bit minor, all things considering. Um, But I've never done anything remotely as disgusting as that before or since. It was awful. But whoever he is out there, I wish him well. But you know what I damn sure taught that man? You, you're not going to just use a, use a payphone willy-nilly. From the time that moment on until he got his cell phone, he used a payphone. He checked. He looked. He scoured. He cleansed. He, he, he made sure it was good to go. All right, everybody. I'm about done. I think I'm going to pop me up a Lone Star and uh, listen to some grand funk again. Listen to grand funk. Cheers, everybody.